0: You're listening to the MMA Crave. Here's your host and my favorite son, Joe McHale. What's up, everyone? I am Joe McHale, and you're listening to another episode of the MMA Crave. Uh, It's good to be back. Today is... Monday evening, June 24th, 2019. We're recording uh, from beautiful Spokane, Washington. Always a beautiful time of the year uh, for anyone living in the Pacific Northwest. The sun is out, everyone's spending a lot of time outdoors, myself included, Uh, but I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. Right now, uh, than bringing you another episode of the MMA Crave. And I'm so excited for today's uh, episode uh, because we have a very, very special guest for you, uh, a friend of mine, actually. And I cannot wait to introduce today's guest to you. She hasn't fought since January of 2017. So uh, a couple of years off, and we will get to her in just a minute. But first, Uh, Wow, what a busy Saturday it was in the world of mixed martial arts. Of course, there was UFC Greenville, uh, headlined by the Korean Zombie and Hanato Moicano. Korean Zombie getting a big win, uh, less than a minute in round one, getting the TKO victory and shaking things up in the featherweight division. I mean, he is back coming off uh, a loss against Yayo Rodriguez back in November Um, crazy loss in a crazy fight. You know, fight of the year. uh, One of the best fights I've ever seen. And, um, you know, to say that Korean Zombie is back wouldn't necessarily be accurate because I don't think he ever really... It went anywhere despite the loss to Yair Rodriguez, but, anyways, he's back at least in the win column and certainly uh, has made his case uh, to be a contender in the 145 pound division with that awesome uh, TKO victory over Moicano uh, on Saturday night in Greenville. Javier Lovado Jr. had a massive upset, dethroning Georg Musasi for the Bellator middleweight championship via unanimous decision. And then, of course, you had Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship 6, headlined by The GOAT, Artem Lobov and Pauly Malinaji. That was also an upset. Not a lot of people saw that one coming. Lobov getting the victory over the former boxing champion via unanimous decision, a decision that uh, Malinaji wasn't too happy with. Uh, But it seems like after all the tension and the rivalry uh, between the two, it does appear that Malinaji has gained the respect of Lobov Lobov saying after the fight that a lot of people talk but they don't show up but Malinaji certainly did show up. So fight fans, you guys had uh just a weekend for all of you. There was so much going on, so much to talk about. If you've if you've listened to this program in the past Uh, You probably know that I go through and I usually rehash a handful of the fights before getting to uh, the guest, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to spare you all the details uh, today uh, for this uh, episode uh, because I really do want to get to today's guest who I'm so excited about, Uh, but... Uh, before we do that, um, the last couple of episodes, I've brought in a couple of new segments to the show, uh, and that's what we're going to do first, and then we will get to today's interview. So, uh, here is segment number one. Now, here are Joe's matchups to make. After defeating Hinato Moicano on Saturday night in Greenville, what is next with the Korean zombie? He's calling for a top four fighter? At the featherweight division. And I think he's earned the right to do that. When he has been active, he has been so good. Of course, the last couple of years, uh, you know, he had to have some, do some uh, uh, mandatory military service for South Korea. He dealt with some injuries. Um, but when he's been active, he has been so, so good. And I think he has earned the right to fight a top four fighter in the featherweight division. But the question is, who? Uh, we saw that Jeremy Stevens, who doesn't have, currently have an opponent... Uh, kind of called him out I think that is a super exciting matchup to do potentially I think it's high risk, high reward for both guys of course Korean Zombie is super talented, super exciting, dangerous durable, so very very tough fight for Jeremy Stevens. Um but if you can get that win and get back in the win column in a big way it puts maybe him back in the conversation at 145 for, for maybe some sort of title contention um, but you lose and then suddenly you're on a three fight skid And so high risk, high reward for Stevens, high risk, high reward for Korean Zombie, kind of for the the, the reasons I mentioned. You know, he's a big name. People know who he is. uh, You know, he wins a fight like that, which would sure to be, you know, fireworks, a good fight. Just another argument, another case for him to get a title shot. But, you know, if he were to lose, you know, uh, Jeremy Stevens has lost two straight. And so then you're kind of out of the picture, at least for a little bit. So anywho, he went ahead and he kind of stuffed that talk down anyways, um, you know, thinking that. Jose Aldo could be a good matchup. Aldo, of course, just in the last, you know, a uh, few hours, uh, announcing that he signed a eight fight contract, um, postponing any retirement talk. So he is back at, at 145 pounds and he is a top four guy. I think he's three, maybe four. Um, so that would be a really good matchup, a really interesting matchup for Korean Zombie. Uh, and then lastly, of course, you have, um, uh, a potential fight, at least a rumored fight. Brian Ortega is to beat Magomed Cherpov. Um hope I said that right. He's got a difficult name to say, but those two are fighting um, UFC San Antonio, UFC 240. At least that's what the rumors are. So I, I would like to see uh, Korean Zombie maybe fight one of those guys if that fight doesn't actually happen. So we'll see. But I would say first, I'd love to see Korean Zombie fight Jose Aldo. If not that, Jeremy Stevens, uh, and then potentially Sabit or Brian Ortega. Let's take a ride in the DeLorean. It's time for On This Day in MMA History. On This Day in MMA History, June twenty fourth, two 2006. 13 years ago today, Michael Bisping defeated Josh Haynes by TKO to win season three of The Ultimate Fighter. Bisping, of course, would uh, go on to have a long and storied career and eventually become the middleweight champion of the world something he was after so for so long uh, when he defeated Luke Rockhold and then defended that title in his rematch against Dan Henderson also on this day in MMA history the same exact day 13 years ago June 4th t- June 24th 2006 former two division champ uh, Randy Couture he became the fourth fighter in history to be inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame Couture was the first fighter to hold A title in two separate divisions, one at heavyweight and one at light heavyweight. All right, let's switch gears now to the guest of today's program. And let me tell you what, folks, I am so excited for today's guest. Uh, Not only is she the first ever female Ultimate Fighter winner, not only was she once ranked number two in the world at Bantamweight, and not only is she making her much anticipated return to the UFC after... A nearly two-and-a-half-year layoff, by the way, and she's doing that in less than a month's time at UFC on ESPN Plus in Sacramento, California. But she's my good friend, a true joy to be around. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I give you Juliana Pena. Julie, thank you so much for coming on the program. What's going on,
1: Joe? Thank you so much for having me. I
0: miss you, my friend. Uh, I miss you, too. Let me know when you're back in Spokane, and we're going to have to get together.
1: Absolutely, I'll do that. I'll probably uh, actually come home after this
0: fight. Okay, all right. Well, we're looking forward to that. And this fight uh, is is why I wanted to give you a buzz and, and talk to you. When did you hear that Sarah McMahon was out? Uh, when did you get that phone call? Uh,
1: 48 hours ago.
0: Oh, my. 48 yeah, hours so ago. I, what
1: was that?
0: I said 48 hours ago. That's it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So not yesterday, but the day before.
0: Okay, gotcha. Uh, and you you got a phone call to describe. What that conversation like? Were you just was that the moment you've been waiting for for the last couple of years?
1: Um, you know, I've been trying to to get a matchup for a while now, and uh, through various um, changes in my schedules and with the UFC schedules and trying to find a, an opponent, nothing was lining up. And uh, I was just like, you know what, I've been in the gym, I'm ready. So whenever they do call me, I'll just be ready to take it. And so it is a little short notice, but I, I've been ready, I'm in shape. And, um, you know, it's just a great opportunity. And I think it's, it's going to be a great fight for me to come back uh, chew and or come back on. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it.
0: Is Juliana Pena back for good?
1: Juliana Pena is back for good, and I'm so excited for this fight.
0: Yeah. Why, why this fight? You know, why this one to make your comeback? Why not, you know, take one where you're going to get a full eight-week camp?
1: Um, I've been trying to get a matchup for a while now. I've been telling them that I've been ready to go for quite some time, and nothing has lined up. There's been a lot of changes, uh, you know, with them and with me, and, and things just haven't lined up. And so this was finally, um, I got the call, and they just said, hey, you know, Sarah McMahon was out. And so I I stepped up and I was I was ready to go. I've been training. I, I I'm in shape. And so it was just a you know a thing where why not take it? You know. Yeah, I'm ready certainly. To go.
0: Yeah. So obviously, like you said, three weeks time. But you've been training. You've been in shape. What is it? What does a three I guess week camp look like at this point?
1: Um, it just means training every day. You know, just making sure that I'm doing my work and and, and grinding. And so that's what I've been doing.
0: Gotcha. What's your assessment of of your opponent, Nico Montagna? You know, she's a fighter um, like yourself who's been sidelined for quite some time—not quite as long, but um, you know, about, around two years. Uh, what's your assessment of her of her and this and this matchup? Uh,
1: I I think Nico is uh, an amazing fighter. She's a former world champion, so I take her very seriously as an opponent. Um, And also, she won the Ultimate Fighter, so you have to know that she's already mentally tough to go into one of the toughest tournaments in the world and to come out on top just tells you right then and there that she's a hustler. And so I think that... It's a great matchup for me, and um, it just happened to be that they called and said, hey, you want to fight Nico Montoya? I said, sure, why not? You know, so it wasn't a thing where it was like I was, you know, going through the roster and being like, this one. It was just the thing where they called me, hey, can you save the card? And I said, yes, I can. And so um, that's what I did. But I think that she's uh, a great fighter, and she's a gamer. And uh, she's she's tough, you know, so I think that if you've seen anything about her on The Ultimate Fighter, it was kind of a similar case with me where everyone was counting her out and everyone was thinking that she wasn't anything, you know, and she kind of just focused on herself and did what she knew she had to do, to do and she did it well, and, and so I was actually very proud of her and, and almost like the, it was a resemblance of me on the show. So I think that she's fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's a matchup I think I'm looking forward to and a lot of people are looking forward to to see both of you back, quite frankly, after two pretty long layoffs. Um, You know, everyone knows you as as a very strong ground fighter. Um, Can you kind of share maybe some things that you've been working on the last couple years? Now, you're in Chicago now. You're no longer uh, at your home in Spokane. Uh, What's training been like out there in Chicago? And since you've been back um, training in the gym, uh, what are some of the new tools that you have, uh, you know, on your tool belt?
1: You know, I just think that um, the difference between – Living in in my home in Spokane and living in Chicago is that in Chicago it's such a bigger city, so you have uh, other places that you have to drive to and traffic and everything like that to go to your various spots that you have to go train. Whereas in Spokane, it was a one stop shop. I go in, I do my work, and my house is five minutes away, and then I can go home and come back five minutes later. In Chicago, it's like I got to drive half an hour here, twenty five minutes here, fifteen minutes there, and then get stuck in traffic for half an hour. So it's a lot different, um, but I will say that, you know, I've been sharpening up my tools everywhere, and I just feel strong uh, everywhere, on the on the feet, in the clinch, uh, my wrestling, on the ground. It's, it's always been a thing for me to be um, comfortable and know that the fight can go anywhere, so I've always just been aware of all that and just, you know, sharpening up all those tools.
0: Yeah, certainly. Um, your division looks a lot different now. Um, what's your assessment of it? How do you plan on, on climbing the ranks to get back in the you know, the contention conversation?
1: Oh, the, the rank the rankings and the division is is completely evolved. These girls are coming up And uh, they're young, they're hungry, and and they they have evolved completely. They're tough. Every single one of those girls on the roster, every single girl that is on the roster, and even if they're not on the roster, they're tough as nails. Every single one of them. Not one of those fights is an easy fight by any means. And so I think that that's great because, you know, every fighter, their goal is they want to fight the best and challenge themselves to fight the best in the world. And I feel like with every single girl on the roster, um, you're going to be fighting a tough fight, and uh, each girl um, brings something different to the table but they're all equally as tough you know none of these girls are gonna lay down and they all want to win so I think that that's great whereas there wasn't as much of a selection before I feel like there's a, a gigantic selection now
0: you think it will take long for you I mean you were very highly ranked when you were uh, you know acti- actively fighting uh and you know, obviously the layoff but you think you come back with one or two strong wins and you're right back in that picture talking you know maybe about getting a title shot
1: you know, if other people want to talk about that, that's fine. But my focus right now is Nico Montoya in three weeks on July
0: thirteenth, and that's what my focus is. Sure. Hey, let's let's talk. Let's switch gears just a little bit. Let's talk some time off. You've been a very very busy lady. Um, let's start with motherhood, uh, tell, Julie. I, I'm I'm so sorry. Remind me, what is your daughter's name?
1: Her name is Isabella, and we call her Isa.
0: Isabella and you call her Issa beautiful that's a beautiful name I you know I I follow you of course on social media and I see the pictures that you you know you take of her she's she is so adorable congratulations to you uh you know on, on motherhood I mean what what a fun journey that this must be for you yeah talk a little bit uh just about what it's been like for you being a mom
1: thank you um no thank you for asking my daughter i know all these parents say this and you know i used to whenever parents would say something about their kids like oh yeah whatever you know what i mean because i wasn't a mom but they'd be like oh my kid's so cute like whatever shut up um but then i had a kid and i'm like no really my kid's the cutest kid in the world like she's so cute and uh she's just been such a joy and she is just pure pure love and uh guy that kid she cracked me up she's so funny if she ever hears any music tune she's dancing shaking her hips you know her dad's been putting her to bed uh by like bachata and salsa since she was born basically so she's she is very um accustomed especially to the culture around here to music and dancing um and 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 shaking her hips and so if there's any any music on anywhere she's always dancing but aside from that she's just an easy baby she's just so cute and um she never really gave or has given me so far knock on wood a lot of trouble she's just been very easy to deal with Mm. and um i'm very blessed for that and i feel like you know you always want a healthy kid and you always want to make sure that they're you know, healthy and everything like that and she is and she's just gorgeous, just gorgeous, just beautiful and she's literally the love of my life so I'm so happy to, to have her and, and that, that I get to call her my daughter, I, I couldn't expand on that more, I, I could expand on that more but I just want to say that now I understand the love that parents feel when they mm. have their own kid you know, it's something that I didn't quite understand before but now it's like I have fully grasped that concept and i'm just so in love with her i, I mean i look at her and i'm like oh i will kill for you girl i will kill for you in a second you know yeah. and so she's just she just brings me so much happiness yeah. honestly
0: well, i'm sure your whole perspective uh of the world has changed i mean your your life's just been flipped upside down but in a good way
1: in the best way i mean literally if i wouldn't have lost the valentina i wouldn't have you know the most precious uh, gift that God could ever give me, and I mean, I really truly believe that children are such a gift from God, and, and He has truly blessed me with just such a beautiful baby that I, I honestly just feel so incredibly blessed to have her, and uh, I, I definitely do have a different perspective on the way the world works nowadays, you know, it's like there's more important things to life than um then, then a lot of things, people take a lot of things for granted and people, you know, make a big fuss out of a lot of things. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is family. And I think that that is just even ingrained in my brain even more since having a kid. Hmm.
0: That's awesome. I'm so, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for you. I'm proud of you. And I'm just, yeah, congratulations on your success just outside of, of your fighting career. It's really awesome to watch. Thank you. Yeah. A couple more questions. Well, well Isabella, she's, she's one, one and a half.
1: She's uh 17 months.
0: 17 months. Okay. And she's already taking jiu-jitsu. I saw a picture of her in a gi.
1: Yeah. yeah. So her daddy opened up a jiu-jitsu school. He's a black belt. And uh, he got her a little gi and he's going to be running you know, a little kid's program, you know, he's not going to start them off that young, but there's no way he could open up a school and not ha- let her have her own, mm. uh, how do you say, her own geese. so it's, a, it's also a school for her, you know, I go to all these different places to go train, and she runs around on all the mats, but this is a place for her that she can run around on the mats and have her own uh, specific area just for her.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Do you think she'll compete one day in what, some sort of combat sports?
1: You know, I don't want her to fight um, because I know what a, a tough, grueling road it is. If she she um, chooses to go down that road, that's another question. But the thing is is that she is going to have to know and learn jiu-jitsu just to defend herself on a basic level. Um, there's no escape in that. It's almost like one of those things where it's like, She, you know, both your parents are musicians, and you're gonna like let your kid get away with not learning an instrument. Like they have to. It's like he trains, I train, she's learning jujitsu. Period. It's like not even a question.
0: (laughs) You know, know, speaking of motherhood, Sarah McMahon, who you stepped in on short notice for, you know, she's. I understand she's going to be a mom. Um, Kind of, kind of ironic. You're coming back from from the similar situation that she's about to enter into uh, in a little while. Uh, any advice for her? What would you tell her um, about just kind of what it's like balancing uh, being a mother uh, and and being a fighter?
1: You know what? I'd like to get her number and ask her that because Sarah McMahon is a superwoman. First off. She's already been a mom for several years. Her daughter is uh, a little bit older. And then she had a second kid in December, I think. And then the lady went and competed in, like, live tournaments over in Japan. She was taking a fight within seven months of having a baby. Like... Sarah McMahon is insane. She is an animal, and uh, if it, the question should be reversed on like me needing to ask her mm. for advice because I stepped in to take this fight for her, and you know she had an injury, whatever. But the fact that she was all ready to sign on the dotted line and take this fight just shows me how mentally tough she is, and especially being a silver Olympic wrestler, the girl is just pure gold. And and so I think that she's amazing, and and she truly is a superwoman.
0: Okay, yeah, you know, I didn't even realize that she was already a mom. So that's that's on me. So thank. You you for educating me a little bit julie and yeah maybe i'll try to get her on the show maybe i'll try to connect the two of you uh, at some point and I'll, I'll reach out and say hey give julie a call she wants to talk to you about how you do this crazy thing called motherhood and and fighting yeah she's
1: got two kids i mean i don't know how she does it but she's amazing
0: mm. um just a little more time left i know you're super busy so thanks so much for taking right. a chunk of your evening here with me uh do you want to plug a little bit? I know you've also been busy doing some work with Combat uh, Americas. You're doing some. Are you doing color commentating with them? Or yeah, what what you want to plug that a little bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm their color commentator for uh, Combat Americas. I'm their English language commentator. Uh, I I train uh, during the week, and then on the weekends, every two weeks, I fly out for less than 24 hours down to Miami. Um, I go to the Univision studios, and we do our in studio broadcast. Uh, starting at 10 at night and you know it goes for a little bit but just because usually all the fights are always on the uh, west coast so it takes a little bit of uh, time in the night but it's so fun you know I would um, commentate uh, all day long if I could I got the gift to gab and uh, I love mixed martial arts so I, I, I find myself kind of in a pickle when I'm commentating because it's kind of like more like what's really going on in my brain as opposed to like trying to be more professional and kind of like you know say the right things and sometimes I get caught up and just like oh my god that was amazing (laughs) but it's uh real hard to hear myself back sometimes because I'm like quit screaming you know like one thing that I have to say is that um since commentating I have just realize how hard and difficult it is. Like, mm-hmm. commentating is not easy. And uh, one thing that I have learned is to respect those color commentators because you've got to be on point for, like, four or five hours straight just sitting there talking about fighting. And uh, you can't be, you know, flying off the handle on what you really think. You really have to try to stay professional with it and then also be engaged. And even when it's a bum, boring fight or something like that, you got to be, like, 110% in it. Um, but the good thing about combate is, is that none of the fights are bum fights. All of these fighters come to fight, and they have such a high finishing rate. I think they have the highest finishing rate in any MMA organization. And uh, all these fighters are just scrappy and tough, and they'll just stand in the pocket and trade blows till one goes down. I mean, they they really truly love fighting, and uh, I think it's one thing. Um, to call the fights every two weeks because I just see how much fun they have and how relaxed they are and how they just kind of go in there like, "Hmm, let's just have some fun, you know, and they do. They go out there, they have some fun, they don't take it too seriously, and they do such a great job, and and so it's one thing that I've been noticing a lot is it's just like, just go out there, do your thing, and have some fun, you know, so I think that's one thing that I've taken away that can help me uh, in my upcoming fight.
0: Yeah, one of those fighters that have that attitude and that tenacity you're talking about is your really, really good friend and and, and teammate, former teammate, Marcos Lopez. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he signed a one-fight contract deal with Combate? Yeah,
1: yeah. He's supposed to be fighting. I don't know what's up with that, uh, but he should be fighting sometime soon i know that he was sitting on a contract for a while and didn't get it turned in the right way and then he finally did so Mm. they're trying to look for uh something for him i know that we'll be hearing about marcos lopez uh soon enough
0: yeah that would be fun opportunity for you to get to call his fight
1: oh i i can't wait i literally cannot wait
0: yeah that's awesome well well julie thank you so much like i said I, i could sit here and catch up with you all evening but you're a mother. You're a commentator. Uh, you are training for your UFC return. Uh, it is July thir- of my life. Yeah, July 13th uh, in Sacramento, California, my hometown. Uh, that is ESPN Plus 13. Uh, we are we are so looking forward to your comeback, and I cannot wait to watch you. And uh, once again, Julie, thank you so much for for joining the show. It really does mean the world to me. You have no idea how much I appreciate you taking, you know, 20 minutes of your evening to to do this interview.
1: Thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling, and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon.
0: Okay. Julie, take care.
1: All right. You take care, too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.
0: So, Juliana Pena has been a very, very busy woman, of course, taking on uh, everything that comes with being a first-time mother. Uh, She's been doing some color commentating uh, for Combat Americana and still training and getting back at the grind, getting ready to get back into the octagon. And, you know, I'm so looking forward to her fight, so looking forward to her return. Uh, It's one the first-ever female Ultimate Fighter against another female ultimate fighter and boy, I just can't wait to see her return uh, to action again. That is on ESPN plus Sacramento, July 13th, uh, going down at the golden one center there uh, in the capital city. And, uh, so we'll see what happens. Of course, she never looks forward much like most athletes. They take it one fight, one game, uh, at a time. So she's not looking past, um, Nico Montagna at all. Uh, But it should be an exciting fight, and we'll see what's next for her. She says she's back, and I'm excited for it. And I'm so thankful once again to uh, Juliana Pena for her time to come on my show. I'm just a little guy. Um, I don't have a whole lot of subscribers. I don't have a whole lot of listeners. And so for her to take the time uh, at someone at her level, at at her stage in life, at her stage in the sport, uh, to take time and to talk to me for 20 minutes just means the world to me. So uh Julie, thank you once again so so much. Looking forward to seeing you get back in action um, can't wait to see uh what you what you do so um that's gonna be it. If you like the show, please do me a favor uh subscribe um share, and keep listening because uh I'm not gonna stop. I may be hit and miss I may not be super consistent, but uh, I'm gonna continue to bring you new episodes when I can and when I find some guests and uh you know, have content to talk about to cover. There's always stuff going on to cover. Of course, in the sport, but I think that the the guests are the foundation of the show, and that's how I want to keep it. That's how I intend to keep it. So, uh, thanks again for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe McHale. Um, you know, you can you can listen to this on on, uh, gosh, I'm blanking, iTunes, uh, as well as SoundCloud, and eventually, not yet. Hopefully, I get it up on Spotify. So. Give it a like, give it a share, give it a subscribe if you like what you're listening to. Also, I love recommendations. So if I get to be better, just let me know. I can take a punch, literally. (laughs) All right, everyone. Have a good rest of your day, wherever you're listening from, whenever you're listening from. And thanks once again for tuning in.